because I I put the I put the video on Instagram of the aftermath. Uh, all these all these fucking ambulances and shit came, and then they just stayed there. They didn't go anywhere. That's how I know it was not a shooting, but a murder. So this is what happened, right? It was my friend's birthday. I'm supposed to see her tonight. It was last year. And I didn't even want to go to her birthday party. I was like, I'll just go outside of the layover, call her, and tell her I'm here. Because they were like frisking people at the door and charging money and shit. Like, I just wanted to do a little blow and fucking take a shit. You know what I'm saying? I didn't really want to go through all that, but she came out. She was like, I'll pay for you. I'm like, oh. She's like, come on, come party. I'll buy you a drink. I'm like, ah. Like, all right, cool. So I go inside. It's so fucking packed. All I want to do is take a shit, but there's like a line up the stairs, right? So my intestines are in line. Then I fucking finally take a shit. Then I come out. I'm like, all right. I have to hang out still. Like, let's get a drink. You can't get a drink. It's fucking like... Saharan waterhole. It's just packed and shit. Like trying to talk to my friend. You can't hear anybody. It's just loud as fuck. I'm like, this fucking sucks. Let's go outside. So I'm talking to my girl and my friend's friend, who's this really, I assume she's nice. She's very not interesting person. And so we're talking and then I look over and I see we hear a sound, you know, like a pop. I look over, I see someone fall in the street. And then there's like shadowy figures are running away and circles are running away. And I'm like, whoa. I think that was a gunshot. And my girl and the friend are like, I don't think that was a gunshot. I was like, I'm pretty sure it was a gunshot. They're like, no, it sounded like fireworks i was like there's a body in the street so make some noise for elizabeth simone i knew that was gonna happen that is female privilege right there just skipping to the front of the line um so I saw a news headline um, that said, person with confirmed case of measles visits Berkeley Bowl. That's not news. Of course, anti-vaxxers shop at Berkeley Bowl. Like if that had said, person with confirmed case of measles shops at Safeway, now that would be news. Like rich hippies, do not shop at Safeway. Like people who like goop do not like Safeway cakes. I kind of think that um, people like people think like, oh, if I can just like be in certain places where rich hippies go, like I'll be healthy. Um, so they're like, oh, okay, like I gotta go to Berkeley Bowl or the acupuncturist office or Portland. <laughs> But honestly, like, if there's a measles outbreak, like, those places will be teeming. Like, if there's a measles outbreak, my safe meetup spot is McDonald's. That's where I'm going. Um, so uh, my, uh, my mailbox at my house is um, covered, obscured by ivy. 
and we got a notice from the post office saying that they were suspending delivery until we had cut back the ivy because it was overgrown. So I, I sent the notice to my landlord thinking, oh, she'll just trim the bush a bit. I get back the next day, and that bush had been totally waxed. My box is just completely exposed now. That, the slit is just right there. You can't miss it. I'm just, I'm just digging a deeper hole for myself on this hole. Um, so uh, I was on the street, and this guy passed me, and he was like, hey, you look healthy. Is that it? Is that supposed to be a, a cat call? <laughs> I think that like in the post Me Too era, guys like still want a cat call, but they're like, how do I do this in a nice way? Just compliment her health. Okay. Hey, baby. You've got nice gums. Really pink. Um, I am healthy though, I am healthy. I, um, I have a morning routine. Anyone else have a morning routine? Yeah, I see some nods. Okay, people have a morning routine. I have a morning routine. It's just that my morning routine is different every morning. That's all I got for that one. If anyone has any ideas for <laughs> extra tags. Um, so, um, so I live in a neighborhood where there's a lot of homeless folks. It's called the Bay Area. Um, I live in a neighborhood with a lot of homeless folks, and um, from time to time, packages get stolen from outside my apartment. This is what we call a victimless crime, okay? Like, if I can just call up Amazon and be like, uh, my new triplet didn't arrive, and they'll be like, well, it, it shows on our system that it did arrive, and I'll be like, oh, no, it didn't. And they'll be like, okay, we'll send you another one right now. Like, that's a victimless crime. But recently, my New Yorker magazines have been getting stolen. I know, that's the appropriate response. <laughs> uh, my New Yorker magazines have been getting stolen. I feel like, you know, like I knew, I knew that homeless people needed housing, they need health care, they need food. Apparently, they also need award-winning print journalism and bougie cartoons. Um, yeah, so I think that if, you know, if like stealing packages is victimless crime, I think that stealing New Yorker magazines is victim supportive crime. Like that, it goes above and beyond. That is a public service because who can keep up with the New Yorker? Like that is a book. It's a book that comes in the mail every week. I have 30 issues just haven't even cracked them yet so I just want to say like please steal them to the men and the women who are stealing my New Yorker magazines you are doing a great public service thank you so much that's my time I'm Elizabeth Savoe thank you for letting me come to the New York is great if you're homeless because you can read it while you shit and then it's toilet paper it's like a complete ecosystem um, you have somehow ended up at the happy hour open mic. I hope you're happy because I feel like shit. Cool. You can feel free to donate or take a picture and post it to social media and tag Mutiny Radio, you cheap bastards. I'm going to keep this rolling, but I do want you to know I have a morning poutine. I just wake up and eat mayonnaise. Make some noise for Shane Kennedy. Come on. 
How y'all doing? Welcome back to the Boys and Girls Club for At-Risk Comedians. We're still going, still staying strong. I know what you're thinking. The uh, band didn't work out and now he's telling jokes. So how many times y'all have heard that opener, isn't it? So I went to a gun, yeah, so I went to a gun show last weekend and it was a lot of fun. You know, left my comfort zone, went drunk and high for shits and giggles. And it was funny because me and my friends walked up and, you know, we're not dressing too liberal or punky, but this NRA dude stares me down and goes, what brings you here today? And I was like, ah, just looking for a new toy to scare those commies with, man. Changed instantly. He was my best friend. He was like, hell yeah, brother, have fun. And that was just the start of it. I'd say the most interesting thing I saw was I saw a teenage boy in a hoodie that said virginity rocks. That might have been the scariest human being I've ever seen in my life. Like I like I get it. I felt the same way about virginity as I did about sobriety when I was like 6. You know, I thought like, oh, I better just walk the straightened path. But then I got to middle school and tried drugs and women. I was like, "Oh my god, this is awesome." <laughs> I think anyone buying something that says virginity rocks on it should be instantly put on a watch list and banned from things. Like not allowed to buy a gun, not allowed to rent a van, you know, just the essentials because who knew rental vans would be weapons of mass destruction. This is fun. So I read this stat recently that Alaska has the highest percentage of people who walk to work. Alaska, you know, the Arctic Circle that encompasses half the state. Like, I know people in L.A. who live 10 minutes from their place of work and they drive every day and pay for parking. Like, what's going to work in Alaska like? Like, all right, got my eight layers so I don't freeze to death. Uh, flare gun, bear rifle. Ah, briefcase. Cool. Now let's go. Because, like, Alaska, like, 50-50, it's a blizzard. So, um, nature is beautiful, relaxing, but deadly. I'm not sure if you heard about this recently, but three Instagram influencers died because they tried taking a photo at the top of a waterfall in the middle of it. Yes, this was a gruesome lesson in gravity and why they're called waterfalls and not water rises. Yeah, apparently uh, almost 100 people die every year from taking selfies. Like a woman, re yeah, another woman went to the zoo and she decided, I'm going to take a photo with this jaguar exhibit. And then gravity struck again. Yeah. She fell in, but don't worry. No harm came to the jaguar. The woman was mauled, however. See, this is a prime example of Darwinism just filtering out the attention whore gene. L like, what, I'm not saying let's do anything about the selfie thing, but just ride it out for 10 more years. All right, uh, one more minute. What else? Um, yeah, that's it for me. Thank you, guys. Yeah, fuck that. Uh, honestly, pro virginity gear. 
There ought to be a law. If you're going to rock pro virginity gear, you should be in cells. Make some noise for Murad Shockey. What up, incels? Hey, guys. Uh, Babyface boy. Is this clear? Uh, I kind of give off Build-A-Bear Workshop vibes, you know? Like uh, soft and cuddly with a distant sadness in my eyes. You, you, you understand my brand? Uh, I actually had a friend, my age, call me Little Buddy the last time we hung out. So I'm pretty sure I'm gonna buy a gun. It's the only way I can handle that level of disrespect, but I'm trying to control my temper, trying to become a better person. Recently, I've uh, tried becoming more environmentally conscious, you know? You know, stop buying products that involve animal testing, you know, start using toothpaste that tastes like drywall, and using soap made out of tea leaves and bird cum, you know? Try and be more sustainable. Sometimes I think it goes too far, though, you know? Like, uh, Washington just legalized. Uh, something called human composting. And uh, if you don't know what that is, the advertisement for it is the CEO holding a handful of what is mom dirt, you know? Because uh, we're now doing uh, voluntary mass graves, you know? Brewing human kombucha underground, that's just what we went to. You know, I really want to save the dolphins, the environment, the whales, all that, uh, but not that much, you know? We take it too far. I can't abide by the fact that there is a person in this world profiting off of paper straws. That is not an ethical product. Put that out in the market, it can't even withstand the entirety of a Dr. Pepper. You know? At some point in my life, I would like to eventually finish another milkshake. Uh, what else? <laughs> yeah, uh, I've been trying to, you know, control my temper, you know, and uh, be nicer. Like, uh, it comes out in bad bursts though. Like, you know, I really hate telemarketer calls because uh, they force you to be rude to poor people, you know? Like, imagine having to learn a second language just to get yelled in. Uh, you know, I know they're overseas in some, you know, third world country working harder than I ever will, uh, but uh, fuck off, I'm watching Chopped, you know? Uh, I know you're probably hungry. I'm full and still watching an entertainment program about cooking. Uh, and if you could leave me in my peace, that would be wonderful. I'm trying to do self-improvement too, you know? Like I uh, lost a lot of weight recently, lost about 40 pounds. Thank you very much. Uh, and you know, I started losing the weight uh, to uh, you know get laid, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, but I stuck with it because I felt better in my own skin, you know? But what really made me stick with it is that now everybody's nicer to me. Like, not it makes sense that like a romantic interest would be, you know? Like, we have certain beauty standards in our society, but like cashiers are nicer to me. You know, cops say hello to me. Women let me treat them terribly now. <laughs> and my credit score went up. You know, I don't know, that was a fun little unexpected surprise. Nobody ever laughs at that part. It's my favorite part of the joke by a million miles. Um, I don't know, just something about losing weight. People come up to you and they're like, hey man, you're looking good. I feel like treating you with basic human decency and fundamental respect. Cool, not funny, just woke. Uh, guys, uh, football's back in season. Don't really give a shit, I'm not a football fan, but I will day drink on a Sunday. 
Uh, I watched a game recently where a player got a penalty called unsportsmanlike conduct. But have you met sportsmen? That's how they conduct. You know, it's the NFL, not the Peace Corps. You have a bloodthirsty audience screaming for head trauma, but no, manners. Uh, when you look like I do, people are very comfortable letting you know who or what you look like. Somebody told me that uh, I look like Drake with Down syndrome. <laughs> which was infuriating, you know? Don't you ever compare me to Drake. Uh, but uh, I've had a lot of weird celebrity comparisons. I've had uh, Bruno Mars, Jonah Hill, Napoleon Dynamite, Eric Andre, which to me sounds like just about the worst Avengers reboot ever. Laugh harder so I can get off stage. Cool, thank you guys. Marad lost 40 pounds and learned about light skin privilege. That's beautiful. Make some noise for Kyle Morrissey. I, I saw Eric Andre on Monday. Uh, you were there? Yeah. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah, comedy. Comedy's cool. Uh, I've been doing it a lot lately. Um, been staying out really late uh, because of it. Uh, I get home long after my girlfriend's already asleep, and uh, she doesn't like that. Uh, so, you know, because I've been staying out so late, we've been, I've been, I've been getting in a lot more arguments uh, with homeless people. Um, uh, I mean, if there's one thing I've learned is that I probably need to get my ass kicked. Um, yeah, like when you look like this, walking by a tent city at 2.30 in the morning, like it's just better to let them air it out, like literally and figuratively. Um, I, uh, I was walking by one the other night and this dude like looked at me and he just goes, ah, never mind, it's just a privileged piece of shit. And uh, I'm not going to tell you what I shouted back at him because I don't want you to realize that I did deserve to get my ass kicked. Um, but it turns out his wheelchair was just a fashion statement. He got in my face really quickly, uh, demanding I repeat myself, and I was scared. I, I was, like, looking for, looking for an excuse. I was like, hey, you look like someone who hears voices. Like, why don't we just chalk it up to that? Um, and he called me a coward, called me a coward. I was like, apparently you know me better than I know myself, but I feel like we could have figured that out. That cloudy eye makes you look like an oracle. Um, I went on my merry way and uh, was like, look at myself in the mirror, like 3 a.m. Like, you need to know your place, but you also need pepper spray. So, no, yeah, I'm pretty privileged. I'm pretty, pretty pl privileged. I've, uh, I've had, I've had <laughs> pretty, pretty, pretty. Privilege. I've had I've had HBO for most of my life. Um, yeah, I've had HBO for most of my life. Um, I I, uh, I I finally got my dad into The Wire, uh, which I'm really happy about. It's like my favorite TV show, and he'll call me up to talk about how much he likes it. But uh, that's how I learned he didn't know the word projects, and so he just loves uh, he loves talking about how much he likes those kids selling drugs in the apartments. Um, that's uh, and that's what I learned. What my floor is like, like no matter how bad it gets, it will never get worse than apartments. Like, like I will be selling crack out of a two-door condo. Well, coke. Let's be honest. But uh, but yeah. Let's see. I um, 
<laughs> I'm thinking lately about how there's a lot of rules that we think we need to follow, but we probably, I just think we've never tried not following them. Like who here still goes to jury duty? Okay. Then this next part's for you. Um, I, uh, I, uh, I got my summons a couple weeks ago and it gave me the date and I totally forgot. And then like a day later I like called in and was like, uh, I forgot. Like, and they're like, we know Kyle Morrissey, you were supposed to report yesterday. I was like, so what happens now? Because I'm pretty sure this is when everyone expects their life to change forever because missing jury duty is apparently the worst thing you can do. And they're like, here's your new date. Call back next week. So I waited a week and then I called on that new date and, uh, I got that automated voice that was like, you don't have to report for jury duty. And that was it. <laughs> like, you can apparently just not go to jury duty, which I'm really happy about. Cause even when you go and you don't get chosen, the judge like gives you a hard time. It's like, Oh, you had an opportunity to, to sit in on this guy killed his wife. Like, are you, you really don't want to pay, like decide, you know, his man, this man's fate. It's like, he guilt trips you over the fact that you didn't get picked. Like he guilt trips you over the fact that his coworkers chose somebody else. So if it was a female judge, she'd be like, just fine, go like, see if I care. I will just decide the fate of this man's life myself. Uh, it's like, damn, now I feel guilty about doing what I want to do. It's a very baby boomer joke. I'm a millennial telling jokes that a 50 year old divorce man would tell. Um, yeah, no, I do think, I do think women will rule the world, uh, because, uh, corporations rule the world. And right now capitalism is super woke. Um, women are getting a lot more opportunities. Like we have a lot more female CEOs, which is kind of funny because now everyone's like, yeah, it's time we started regulating these big companies. Uh, we, uh, there's a bunch of female CEOs like, we just fucking got here. <laughs> like took us 60 years. Uh, it's probably my time. This is, a, this, this is good. All right, cool. Thank you. Dramatic pause. I'm eating an edible. It's kind of redundant, you know. Because if you look at me, you can tell I'm high already. But it's fine. Make some noise for Cody Abe. Hi, everybody. Hi. I think you can tell a lot about somebody just by looking into their eyes, you know? You can tell if they're lying, if they're tired, if they're Asian, you can tell all of that. It's a real uh, easy thing to do. If, not, if they're not lying or tired, they must be Asian. Uh, I'm Asian, the headband is for emphasis. You know, people call me uh, the karate kid, which is probably the only thing that makes me uh, offended racially because the karate kid is from Jersey and he's Italian. <laughs> Uh, if he was Asian, they would just call him Jap, you know, like, <laughs> like, <laughs> you can only call him the Karate Kid because he's not Asian, you know, like, um, <laughs> I think that setup probably, never mind, whatever, fuck it. Uh, like, karate's kind of implied there, right? I'm just, uh, I'm just a Japanese kid from Hawaii, you know, I don't know anything about karate, never took it, uh. I do know that I have a lot of mixed feelings about Pearl Harbor, though, so <laughs> that's great. Um, 
Yeah, December 7th means a lot to me. <laughs> no one knows what December 7th means to anyone else. <laughs> it's the day Pearl Harbor happened. Uh, yeah. Like, I wish I had a good story about that, but, like, my family, like, is uneducated, so they don't, they didn't even know it happened. Like, I asked my grandma, like, what'd you do on Pearl Harbor? And she was like, I don't know. Like, she doesn't even remember it. Like, you could, like, she couldn't even, like, I know where I was when Michael Jackson died. That's, and she doesn't, and Michael Jackson's black. Like, I'm not even black. Like, she doesn't even know what happened when she, it was the greatest victory that Japan ever had, you know? Okay. <laughs> like, she, she wasn't even, like, she did, she, I, like, I also asked my mom, and then she slapped me, because she was like, you think I'm that old? <laughs> okay, no. I do call my mom a lot, though. Uh, uh, almost too much. But I feel like I'm just getting ahead of like, of like her not of her telling me that you don't call me enough. Like you know you you've heard that like people have heard that that saying right. You don't call me enough from their parents, and I won't, I'll never hear that because uh, I call her every day so I uh, don't get kicked off the family plan. Because <laughs> uh, like when she dies, I'm not sure what I'm gonna do. Uh, I'll just have an app machine. Like, I won't have cellular service. I'll just be playing Candy Crush 24-7, and it's not going to be... Like, I'll be playing mobile games, and I'll be using WhatsApp. That's the two things that I'll be doing. Uh, yeah, okay, this is going nowhere. Um, I've been thinking about getting a tattoo recently. Ooh, Rebel, right? Um, I told my mom that, and she, uh, she said that she'll disown me. So, yeah, I'm a fucking rebel, okay? Um... But it's kind of it's kind of funny though because uh, she was like, "Don't get a tattoo because I don't want you to ruin the perfect body that I created." And I'm like, "Oh yeah, okay. So you're gonna let me go out into the beach and get like sunspots and freckles, which are permanent. Um, and you're okay with uh, you're not okay with me getting something that looks fucking cool on my skin? That's that's great. Um, I don't know, like." It's funny because like she's not okay with me, like getting a dragon tattooed on my back, but she's okay with like skin cancer. You know, like I mean, like skin cancer can be like taken off, but like the trauma is not the trauma will be there for life. You know, of having. Okay, that's a little too sad. Um, <laughs> uh, like thirty seconds left or so. Um, So I, I like I like movies. I do love movies. Uh, my favorite movie is Shanghai Noon because uh, growing up I was like I saw that movie. I was like really young. I was like I want to I, like Jackie Chan, Owen Wilson, Buddy Cop action movies. Like mom, I want to do that when I grow up. I want to be Chinese. And she told me you can't do that kind of thing. Like you can't be Chinese. Uh, but jokes on her because just being Asian, uh, it doesn't matter what I am. I'm fucking Chinese. Okay, thank why you drink so you can reminisce and wish you wasn't living so devilish shit. I actually really liked Karate Kid 3. Wax on, jack off, yes. 
Make some noise for Kevin Wong. I like the slow start. I actually starred in uh, Karate Kid 3. That was <laughs> I was the lead actor. I, uh, my name is Kevin. Starbucks name is Jeff. You guys get that a lot? You guys got Starbucks names? No? Nobody else? I'm getting... What's that? Michael? Marco. Polo. Over here. Come find me. I, uh, I, I'm getting old. I am getting so old to a point where I realize I am now that uncle. What I'm talking about, our parents would warn us about me. They go, hey, get your shit together, lock it down, get your grades up. You don't want to end up like your uncle. You know, that's me, you know. I still live in a studio apartment, got a punching bag, drive a hatchback car. Just a whole bunch of sadness. So I, um, I'm so old, my knee hurts. Like I've, my knee hurts so bad that I, I'm pretty sure I need surgery. And I realize I am the only one on my softball team that does not, has not had surgery yet. I just have them because I just don't go to the doctor because snitches get stitches. So that's, <laughs> I think it's a torn meniscus. At some point I'm going to have to, to suck the bullet. So I, um, I did. So I, the thing that I like to do is I like to, I, I'm big into baseball. I'm trying to do all 30 ballparks. I'm up to 28. I've done 28 out of 30 ballparks. That means you have to go to shitty places like Cleveland. I went out to Cleveland and I saw, so I Google, I go, what are the things to do in Cleveland? And the first thing that popped up and four websites said, go see a cemetery. <laughs> I was like, oh, so I can see the people I didn't make it out of Cleveland. That's kind of, I don't know, not really big into that. It's just a whole bunch of people walking around with pajama pants. I was like, you're not even cute to be walking around with pajama bottoms. People wearing sliders. You guys know what sliders are? Sliders are like slippers. They're really like slippers, and people wear them. So now I'm confused. Like, are you going? Did you just get them playing a pickup basketball game, or are you just going to go buy a lotto ticket? Because that's all that they wear out in Cleveland. Um, they do believe in imaginary people. They they have imaginary heroes too. Because when I went to the Indians ballpark, they had their hero is Ricky Vaughn. If you guys don't know who Ricky Vaughn is, he's the guy in Major League. The the He's Charlie Sheen. He is Charlie Sheen. That is the imaginary heroes. I um I flew first class. I know. I know. Like I didn't even like I I've always hated people in first class. Like I'd walk past them and I see them in the like sports coat and like iPhone 11s. I'm like, fuck these guys. Then now I'm sitting in first class going like, fuck those guys. <laughs> because I realize like it's a different life out there. It's the people are actually it's like they keep you hydrated. The moment I sat down, I put my butt cheeks on the on the on the seat. They go, "What do you want to drink?" I'm like, "Really? Really that quick? I could say any drink. They will do it." You know how they don't they don't do uh, meals anymore? They do that in first class. You get a meal in first class. That's I saw John Wick three in first class. That's what I saw. And I I don't know if you guys know this, but Keanu Reeves recently, while he's promoting that movie, admitted that he was lonely. You guys know about this? He admitted he was lonely. And I don't think he knows what loneliness really is. Like, it, you know, like there's girls on your phone. He doesn't even know. He's never been on Tinder. He's never got that message that says there's no new matches in your area. Like that's that's straight up loneliness. He has no idea. Um, oh, do you guys know that? I saw 23andMe. They are they're expanding. You guys know about this? They're expanding. They're called clones. They are called clones. Now it's called 46 and us. That's. <laughs> 
If you hate yourself, double down. That's... I lost my cell phone. I lost my cell phone when I was going out there. Like, I got so cocky that I just kind of went, all right, it's going to come back. So nobody's going to want this phone. Like, that phone's a piece of shit. And I felt bad as, like, day three happened. I'm out in Cleveland. I was like, great, my tickets are on this phone. And then I saw somebody logged in in Houston on my phone. I was like, okay, she's, uh, she's obviously with another guy. She's uh, with another guy out in Houston. She's banging some cowboy. I don't know. That's... That's my closer. That's all I got. Thank you guys so much. Shit get drastic. I'm burying your bastards. Big Papa never softening. Take to the church, rob the preacher for the offering. The cool thing about Cleveland is if you're from there and you go to any other city, you'll be impressed. So that's nice. That's nice. Let's just have a moment to just enjoy this community, this moment of being, all right. Make some noise for Carl Alberti. I know what you guys are thinking. Yes, it's true. I still have my foreskin. The weirdest part about still having it though is I'm circumcised. My mom had given it to me on my 18th birthday. I was just as confused as you guys. I had asked her, I'm like, what's this for, Ma? She's like, I thought you wanted to have the choice. You're 18 years too late. It's not like a condom. I can't take it off and put it back on. (laughs) Any cucks in the crowd? Where do you guys get off? The corner? For me, it's the closet. I like that one. Every time I go to the doctors, I never really know the appropriate time to take my pants off. So I'll leave them in the car. Give it a try sometimes. You can show up to that appointment two hours early. You're not sitting around in that waiting room. They're bringing you right into that office. It's great. I remember the first time I had gone seeing the doctor, he had me take my pants off and like any normal person. I asked him like, what's this? Is this necessary doctor? It's like, who's the doctor here? All right, you got me. But then he's like, here, put this blindfold on. I'm like, is, is that necessary, doctor? It's like, who's the doctor here? All right, you got me, you got me. Then he'd bend me over and check my prostate for like five to 10 minutes, just shouting, who's your doctor? Who's your doctor? Then he spit on me and walked out of the room. I think I might need a new doctor, guys. Could definitely use a hug, though. Um, thank you. I appreciate that. I was seeing this girl for a little while. Like, I thought things were going great. You're trying new things in the bedroom like you normally would. And uh, one thing I love to try, she wasn't really too big of a fan of, was Reverse 69, where I was on top. <laughs> I guess she didn't really like the view. But, like, also, I thought she would take it as a compliment because she was, like, really good ahead. And uh, sometimes my knees would give out. I just turned into the Undertaker and I'd pile driver face. <laughs> but like one thing she did love, she'd go crazy for, was anal. She'd come home early from work, like tonight's the night. We got it scheduled. We're doing it. But like I never understood where she got any of her pleasure, because she never let me try. 
Yeah, <laughs> and always on those special nights, she'd bring up the past, just start shouting, who's your doctor? Who's your doctor? It's that really like, it still haunts me to this day. She made me realize something. She had no respect for that man. Like he was a doctor. God damn. All right. <laughs> That's my favorite part, but no one really likes it. All right. I got some more. Anybody like drugs? Any favorite drugs in the crowd? What's your favorite ones? Weed. weed? All right. My weed one, my favorite is uh, the free ones. <laughs> but when I do have to pay for them, I'd have to say mushrooms because I can't afford a real vacation. <laughs> Leave you with one more. I've really never been too comfortable in my own skin, guys. So I wear others. <laughs> Thank you so much. Have a good night. Make some noise for Peggy Sue! Uh, your next comic is better than you in every way. He will fuck your mom. Just let it happen. Make some noise for Mike Evans Jr. <laughs> Uh, yeah, down to fuck your mom. If she's down, that's the only way I'd fuck your mom. Uh, it's consensual. Consent. There we go. Have I fucked a mom yet? I fucked two moms in my life. I work with kids, but it's not, it's not their moms who I fucked. Um, Fuck my coworker. I didn't know she had kids until she was like, hey, I gotta get back upstairs to go watch them. Um, anyway. <laughs> uh, the other day I was tripping about how, how mad I get during road rage or just in my car in general. I feel like when you drive, you have like this untapped into anger that needs to come out while you're in the car. Like, literally, I don't know why, like, the, the worst fucking noise to ever hear is, and it makes me want to fucking kill the person honking, right? Like, someone could be next to me on the street and go, ah, and I still wouldn't be just as mad if it was a fucking car horn. I don't, I don't get it. I think, uh, I don't know. I think it's funny that, like, when we're stuck in traffic, we think something, so we think something is happening to us, right? Like, if you're stuck on traffic on the Bay Bridge, you don't think about the person who probably just died on the bridge you're like oh why the fuck did they have to die on my way to work i just think it's a weird thing it's, it's really it's really interesting sad story uh my i didn't ever got to meet my my grandpa my mom's dad because he died in road rage uh he like literally rear-ended somebody and the guy got out and stabbed my grandpa to death yeah it's not even a joke. I don't know why I said that, but <laughs> seemed like it went well with what I said before. Um, I'm going to Europe next week. Um, yeah, thanks. I know it's my first time ever leaving the country, and I'm fucking so nervous. This person tried to scare me. It was like, you know, they have fake fake air on planes like that go, that go international. It's like I did not know this at all. Like, yeah, just hold your breath. It'll be fine. It'll be it'll be okay. But I don't know. I'm like, I'm going to Europe, but some part of me feels sad that I'm not going to Africa first. Because I feel like, 
Right? I, I just feel like I'm already in Europe, kind of, a little bit. Right? <laughs> Europeans came over here and were like, everyone else could come, or, you have to come! <laughs> that was black people from, from Africa. <laughs> yeah. Should be interesting. I'm going to London for um, this film festival because the movie The Last Black Man in San Francisco is premiering out there. And I'm in that movie for I'm in the movie for like five seconds, but it's paying off so much these five seconds. It's hilarious how much imposter syndrome I really feel about this movie. I'm in for five seconds. I'm taking days off of work. I got laid. I got fucking there's so much shit. I didn't get money though. That's the one thing <laughs> I didn't get from the movie. But hey, it's shit, man. It's crazy. It's crazy how many of your ex-girlfriends will hit you up after they hear about you being in a movie. <laughs> All of them hit me up. <laughs> Every single one. And I have a girlfriend now, so I can't fuck any of them. But uh, I still think about it. Still think about it. When is, the, when is there the appropriate amount of time between the breakup and when you can have sex with them again? Like, if you dated somebody for, like, a year, is five years, like, a good mark to, like, say, like, oh, I could go fuck, right? Because you know it's good sex. I, I don't know. This isn't even a joke. I just, I just was thinking about this because, like, I, I, I figure I'll never not be attracted to my exes, right? And I just, when I see them, it's not true. Well, I, I don't know. I date... I date wild people. Um, I don't know. I, I just I just think about sometimes I like I compare sex with my current girlfriend to sex with my ex girlfriend, and maybe that's not a good thing to do. No, Pam, is it? Is it? Uh, uh, it's okay. I hope she's not listening right now. I'm kidding. If you are listening, oh god, oh shit. No, it's fucked up. I had sex with uh, her roommate before we started dating. And uh, it's a small room. It's a small like house in general. And uh, I hear her now have sex with other people. And I can't help but think sometimes. <laughs> I hit it better. Well, my name is Mike. <laughs> if I'm single next time you hear me, you know why. The first mom I fucked was a trans man. So I fucked him in his ass because he didn't like getting fucked in his pussy. It's true. Marinate on that. Shout out to Ann! Right, clap your hands if you have divorced parents. Yeah. Clap, uh, well that sounds super fun. I wish my parents were divorced too. Okay, you guys are listening, I hope. Uh, yeah, like kids uh, get therapy because their parents are divorced. I get therapy because my parents are still together. Yeah. Um, they used to fight a lot when I was growing up. I always wondered when they were gonna separate. Now, uh, the British people know what it feels like. Brexit joke, anyway. Yeah, my parents' marriage has become Brexit. That's what it is. 
Um, let's see what else. Yeah, people who look like me, we don't get divorced, right? We get Asian divorced, which is another way of saying sucking it up. <laughs> yeah, in my culture, if you're divorced, you're weak. Brad Pitt, weak. Jeff Bezos, that guy got a little bit fit. Still a weak ass alien man. Um, what else do I want to talk about? They're weak. I got way too high. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, marriage is like a plank. It's like the most boring ass workout. You gotta hold on to the same shit for as long as you can, and the only time you can drop down is when you drop dead. Yeah, like, also when I hear divorced people, I think privilege. Oh, your parents must have told you you can be anything. You can do whatever is best for your personal happiness. My parents and their parents, they're like, we love you. You can do anything as long as it makes us look better than our extended family. Like if my mom went to my grandma and told her, I want to divorce my husband. My mom speaks Thai with a British accent. She watches a lot of Downton Abbey. Uh, my grandma would be like, what would your uncle think? And my mom would be like, I don't know. He died 10 years ago. Yeah. Opinions of dead relatives matter. Um, but yeah, my mom wants to divorce my dad, but my dad doesn't want to divorce my mom because he doesn't want to move in with my grandmother. Well, that's not funny. Um, <laughs> yeah, so what do they do now? They can't get a divorce, they want to be separated, or my mom wants to be. They became next door neighbors. Yeah, when Thao can't get divorced, you become next door neighbors. It's kind of like Taiwan and China situation, you know, but they can never actually get independence, sadly. I'm on my mom's side, though. I think a sign of every healthy relationship is you should uh, feel comfortable getting a divorce in any given day. Yeah, so that's why uh, for three months I asked my boyfriend if he wants a breakup. And he, after three months, he said yes. And I'm like, what? I did not see that coming at all. How dare you? Let's have makeup sex. Okay. Cool. You guys have been very attentive, but also very quiet. Well, I got this rap shit sold, and when my Mac unloads, I'm guaranteed another video. Ready to die while Anne told me her age, and I can't decide if she's lying or she ages in reverse. I don't know. I don't believe you. I think uh, I think Pam had an announcement. Is Pam? Oh yeah, uh, there are a bunch of comics in the room, and so I wanted to let you guys know that the festival submissions for the fifth annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2020 are open right now through November 20th. So, if you'd like to be a part of the festival, it's in its fifth year. It's going to be amazing. Over 50 comedians. It's going to be seven days long. Tons of podcasts. People coming from all over the U.S. Uh, check out our website mutinyradio.fm or anywhere on the internet, and you just click on that and apply because it's going to be great this year. Thanks. Yay. Bye. Yay. 
Oh, yeah. And it's the perfect cover for human trafficking if you want to ship someone into town. Um, so I told you guys that you get a minute for every letter in your name, and Vishal gets 45 minutes. Yeah! yeah. Throw my full name this time. It worked. Hey, uh, and your impression made me want to do an impression. Can I do my Bill Clinton impression, guys? Okay, this is my Bill Clinton impression. I'm gonna. I need to get in the right headspace. Uh, I believe. No, no, no. It's, it's, I believe. No, no. Nah, I did not. Nope, nope. I I didn't practice this before, guys. I practiced in the car on Monday. <clears throat> you and that ass. No, it's, I'll, I'll work on this at the end of this. All right, I'll, I want to get to my jokes. I'm so sorry. You guys have blue balls right now. You have comedy blue balls. I'll get in, I haven't talked in like an hour. Dude, you were talking about like being cut or uncut. People, uh, women sometimes want to know if I'm cut or uncut. I'm going to be honest with you guys. It's just all foreskin. It's just one, <laughs> it's like a big, it's just a big clit. It's a man clit is what it is. Hey guys, so I, I was a fat kid and I played baseball. Are the two related? Do I blame the slowest sport ever for making me fat? I don't know, but I am saying every afternoon as a kid, I stood around for four hours and then I got a pizza party. <laughs> oh, material doesn't, <laughs> you guys don't like material? I know that joke works, so you guys, it's on you. I don't know, you can tell by looking at me, I'm not Indian Indian. I'm white girl Indian. You know, I love drinking chai, but only from Starbucks. I'll eat tikka masala if it's from Whole Foods. I normally date white people, but sometimes, to prove I'm not a racist, I'll date a dude named Vikram. Fuck it. We're in love. <laughs> My mom was like, Vishal, you should learn the language you should learn the language of your people. And I was like, but mom, I already know JavaScript. Thank you. <laughs> I think it's cool that kids get to do multicultural activities now. Like white kids get to do yoga and Indian kids get to assimilate. <laughs> You know, when I was growing up, you know, I, I ate, didn't eat Indian food for lunch, you know. I ate what American kids ate, Adderall and Tide Pods. <laughs> you know, I didn't play Indian sports like cricket. I did the American thing, and I played with my dick. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you guys are silly. Uh, I'll, do, I'll try some new jokes, but I know this is not going to go over well then. Uh, I I love like stupid celebrity gossip, but I don't like how you feel judged when you read it, you know, for like reading Us Magazine and people and shit, right? Does that make sense? So I figured out a way around it. You just got to read the personal life section on Wikipedia. <laughs> it's the same shit. It's just repackaged into like a classy source, you know? It's like the thinking man's TMZ. Okay. <laughs> I'm a smart shopper, so I look for value where I can. So uh, whenever I take the bus, I ride it to the end. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I don't go grocery shopping. I just go to Nevada. <laughs> Uh, thank you, thank you. My friend told me that the first time he saw his future wife, he said this. He said, that's the woman I'm going to marry. And guys, that is so romantic and beautiful. And I want that to be the story of how I meet my future wife. So I've been doing that with every woman I see. <laughs> the one. Uh, it's great. I can't risk messing this up, but it does get awkward when I visit my parents. <laughs> well, this has been lovely. I've been Michelle Cow. Thank you so much. Dude, I know, I know why you can't do the Bill Clinton impression, man. No, it, your pants are too tight, dude. Bill Clinton lets his balls hang, dog. For real. Just a just a PSA. This is a quick PSA. If you get on the mic and verbally assault a person in the audience and then they physically attack you, sue yourself because you don't have crowd control. Make some noise for Casey! Thanks, Warhol. How's everybody doing? Good? Having fun? It's Friday. That's something. I've been having a weird day. Uh, I, earlier this week kind of fucked me up. I, was, uh, I needed some condoms, so I went to a gas station, and I walked in, and I uh, went up to the counter, and I went up to the guy. I was just like, hey, can I get some condoms? And he's like, yeah, sure. And he goes over, and he picks out the Magnum condoms from the shelf behind him, and then he just hands it to me. And we had this standoff. <laughs> Like a no country for old men standoff. And I was like, you fucking, you calling me a bitch right now? Like, what the fuck is going on? And like, I didn't ask for them, by the way. That's just what he assumed. Like, maybe he was just trying to flatter me. But I bought that shit. And now I have condoms I'll never use. <laughs> it's too proud. Uh, did go to Walgreens afterwards and sorted that out. But... Um, Let's see, what else is going on? I uh, was at a party recently, and uh, I, uh, I met a guy who's a bartender. And I was just like, oh, I've always thought that that'd be a really fun job, being a bartender, you know? I heard that you're doing that now. He goes, actually, I'm, at, I'm really more of a mixologist. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that sounds really arrogant. <laughs> You're equating yourself to like, I mean, because like the word mixologist is just like a really sciencey way of saying I make nice drinks, right? <laughs> like they're kind of equating themselves to like scientists, physicists, and it, like just the arrogance of that blows my mind. It's just like, you know, there was Newton, and then there was Einstein, and then there was me, Trevor, at Whitecaps in the Mission District. <laughs> yeah, they like figured out gravitational waves and, you know, know how to figure out how like atoms and particles work, but. I make a mean mojito. Like, it's amazing. Um, let's see. I'm glad that didn't come off too bitter. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, man, mojitos really are awesome. He did make nice drinks. Um, I, uh, I, uh, I guess this is really nice. I like being here at Mutiny Radio because it's almost impossible to be a snob here. It's like, <laughs> I, it's like I got this like really nice force field. Do you guys ever get like weirded out by coffee shops here in, uh, in San Francisco? 
Just, no, yes, kind of, I got a, from Vishal. You seem like the guy that would like pastoral coffee, though, or something like that. Like, you'd appreciate, you had, like, that joke about, yeah, right. So, well, you said, no, no, you said you went to Starbucks, so that's different. You're a little different. Yeah. I don't know. I always feel like a fraud, because like, I'm just like, yes, I'll have the Himalayan mountain organic, I don't know what any of these words mean. Like, I don't even know where Himalaya, is that a real place? I don't even know. I was trying to, like, some of my friends are, like, trying to travel now because, like, they're getting older and they want to find a way to be better than everybody. So, (laughs) and one of my buddies was just like, yeah, like, I'm going to go to Amsterdam uh, next week. And I was just like, oh, shit, is that a country or a town? I don't even, (laughs) is it, like... Like, honestly, even, like, Sweden and Switzerland, I, all I know is that they're, blonde, like, blonde people and just, like, snow on top of mountains. Those, those are the only things I know about those two places. I guess my set is really just me being upset that I don't know as much and um, <laughs> am insecure about things. Uh, let's see. Where do I go from there? I kind of blew through everything I wanted to talk to you guys about. Uh, okay, Magnum, Sweden and Switzerland, travel, pastor, coffee, mixologist, snobs. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I'll just stand here till like somebody honks the horn. <laughs> there you go. Honestly, like I think that was great. I had a lot of fun. I am gonna get out of here and let you guys move on with your beautiful Friday night. See ya. You can see Casey on his new sitcom, Married with Condoms. Fucking explain that shit. All right, kids. Stay tuned from a rant from Uncle Matthew. This wild chicken bag something. Watts platinum. Got jet lag from. Flights back and forth. Pop corks are the best grapes. Make the best. Yo, Mike Evans Jr. You think you're better than me? You think you're better than me? Anyway, I hear you, buddy. There's 10 seconds of film on me that makes me way more famous than I deserve to be as well. That's real. Uh, hey, I'm up here, Abe. Enough about what's going on outside. By the way, I love the artwork in here, Pam. Who did it? Pennywise? Uh, I went to the World Series of Comedy on Wednesday in uh, East St. Louis, so I took a break from the news and just tuned out for a minute. Did I miss anything? Apparently. Uh, so, speaking of the news, I caught up on things, don't worry. Apparently, uh, inequality, uh, income inequality in America is at an all-time high uh, over the past, you know, even for 50 years. All-time high. Uh, yeah, but how are the markets doing? Uh, Trump wanted to buy a, a football team. I don't know if you guys know about this in the 80s, and it's been brought up again how he failed at that. They all thought he was some cheating scumbag, uh, but that was just locker room talk. Locker room talk. It was <laughs> the, the pussy thing, right? Thank you, thank you, thank you. The only audience member. Good. Uh, Trump uh, wants a Nobel Prize, but he thinks it's rigged against him. Uh, but you know, to be fair. Literature, economics, physics, philosophy, medicine, and chemistry are also rigged against him. Stands no chance. Uh, you know, Trump, he's being, you know, brought. Don't interrupt me. Don't make me hop off this stage, bro. So, uh,. Where was I? The NRA, all this like impeachment shit, right? The NRA said that they would come 
to uh, Trump's defense, which means it's time to me for me to armor plate my van. NRA. Guns. They're going to shoot us. Uh, so they're bringing up Trump on all these charges. They say he's like a criminal. He's like a criminal. And the first thing he does is start pointing fingers at Giuliani and throws Mike Pence under the bus. He's not a criminal. He's a fucking rat. He's a rat. He's a squealer. He's going to sing a song. Okay, no one here has been to jail. Uh, so uh, uh, Tulsi Gabbard was against impeachment until she heard the tapes. Uh, so now she's for impeachment. And uh, what a flip-flopper, huh? What a flip-flopper. Uh, anyway, so uh, in order to cause dis- you know, distraction, uh, the Republicans are trying to say that actually the Democrats were the ones who were threatening Ukraine. And I'm like, seriously, what are they threatening? To uh, not form a committee to look into it? Is that what they're threatening? Apparently, the Wall Street Journal killed several articles that would have dethroned Trump. Uh, It's more like whacked him, don't you think? They got whacked. No gangsters in the audience either. Uh, You guys know who Laura Ingram is? She's one of the talking heads for the Republicans. She's been going against uh, the climate activist Greta saying that she reminds her of children of the corn. <laughs> and uh, actually, Ingram is just pointing out how climate change is going to make corn go extinct. Just reminding us that the climate for corn is going. <laughs> it's going out the window. Uh, so Christians recently threatened to uh, stop serving gays. And I don't know if you guys are familiar with the service industry, but I suggested that maybe the gays stop serving Christians and we'll see who wins that battle. The fiction prize, I said. Shout out to San Francisco's Children of the Cornhole. Make some noise for Chloe Matonis. I'm here now. Hey guys, what's up? Um, so do you guys, people, I feel like white women especially, um, love to talk about serial killers and murders. Have you guys noticed that? Yeah? Yeah, we love that, right? And people ask us and make fun, I, women in general, but mostly white women. Um, people ask us and they make fun of us for that. They're like, why do you guys love these stories of you all being murdered? Uh, I'm gonna answer that all for you. It's incredibly fascinating. Uh, We love it because there are these crazy stories. Like there's this guy named Ted Bundy who literally slaughtered 60 women plus women like across different state borders. Like one woman he kidnapped on the way from her hotel room to the elevator and then just chopped off her head. And the thing is he got like went to jail for having a broken headlight, you know, like that was no, everyone was like, no one was talking about the murders that he was, it was fine. Um, so we like these things because if they're not funny and entertaining, then they're really terrifying and sad. Um, can you guys laugh at that, please? <laughs> I don't, I walk around a lot at night. I don't want to have my head cut off. Um, yeah, so violence against women. Um, hmm, what else? Oh, like women used to be accused of being witches and literally burned alive in front of their families and neighbors. Like what? That's crazy, right? 
And then also, women were never allowed to own property or have bank accounts uh, because those were valuable, you know? Uh, and that gave us power. So that's why women historically have demanded a lot of jewelry for men as a gift because it's something valuable that we can own and exchange for money if, you know, we need to like flee war or whatever. Um, and if you think that's unjust, flash, flash forward, excuse me, to 2019, and I try to pay rent with like a homemade friendship bracelet, and my landlord, Leroy, says that I have to move out? What? The patriarchy at it? Okay, I need to work on this. I need to work on this patriarchy stuff. I blame Eve for all of this. Are you guys with me? Honestly, I don't like to talk about other women in a bad way, but between you and me, um, this lying slut <laughs> hangs out with literal snakes and needs to be a little stricter about her diet. Right, guys? Yeah, there we go. Um, Eve. Uh, I think feminism has gone a little too far. We are now rallying about fragile masculini masculinity. Have you guys heard about fragile? We, we don't want men to be too fragile. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever met a fragile man. I'm not into it. <laughs> Is anyone else? And do you like fragile men? <laughs> Oh, good. Good for you. You're 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 one step ahead. Um, yeah, they wear they wear fun socks and play frisbee. Um, <laughs> one time I told a guy I was like, fragile masculinity is a really big turnoff for me, and he was so dumb. He started doing push-ups, and I was like, that is the exact right response. I was like, get on me now. Um, choke me. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. Um, I smoke a lot of weed. Anyone else? Anyone else here? Hey, Pam. Cool. Thank you, Warhol. Nice. Uh, I smoke a lot of weed. I'm also a little bit of a health food nut. Uh, Mike Evans Jr. actually, um, what's it called? Uh, stereotyped me outside. He was like, uh, is this, uh, this might be a little racist, but, um, are you vegan or vegetarian by chance? And I was like, yes, I am. Okay, uh, that wasn't a joke, but uh, I smoke a lot of weed, but I'm vegan, so it's really weird. It's like my body is a temple, and my mind is like an uh, exploratory submarine going through space and time. <laughs> you guys don't like that. I like it. Um, yeah, on, my, on weekends, on Saturdays, I'll like shotgun a pot of coffee, smoke a J, go for a run, uh, and then just wander around the park. Uh, it's really weird. It's like a roller coaster ride through a health food store. Um, and I'll leave you guys with this. I think I get it from my grandmother. She's very, very healthy. And every time before she hangs up the phone, she says to me, now, Chloe, remember, keep your morals high and your junk food low. And I'm like, get high and drop it low. You got it, Grandma. And she's like, no, that's not what I said. Boop. And I hang up on her. Cool, guys. You've been a lot of fun. The red and black lumberjack with the hat also, I'm hosting Comedy Couch after this at 8.30 if you want to get another set in. And now we will pause to discuss other mics. <laughs> no, you're good. Um, I had I had something I wanted to say about your set. I'm trying to remember now. I'm just thinking about HQ, but it's not HQ anymore. And I was banned from it, but then that bartender got fired, so then 
I'm not banned anymore. I'll think about it. I'll come back to it. All right, make some noise. <laughs> for Michael Satumba. And Alan say keep me pissy. Girls used to diss me. Now they write letters cause they miss me. I never thought it could happen. This rapping stuff. I was too used to packing gats and stuff. Looks like a packed house tonight. How you guys doing? Everyone doing good? Shit. Was not ready. Okay. Um anybody here born abroad? You abroad abroad people, no. 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 Born here. <laughs> I grew up in a farm. Uh, I just remember growing up in a farm. Well, I, I grew up with my grandparents in the Philippines. And while my parents were abroad here working, uh, I remember getting vegetables from the farm. And like everything was from the farm chicken from the farm, cow from the farm, moo, pig from the farm, <laughs> rice from the farm. Basically, everything was from the farm. And when I came to America, everything was from the supermarket. It's crazy. I was like, but they had more, like a lot more, like Cheetos and Lay's, and never had Hot Pockets in the farm. Never had a Lunchable in the farm, they don't grow those. Uh, and it would take a while to make milk, especially string cheese, like, it'd take a while. You had to shake it for a while, and then, you know, you have cheese. <laughs> and then I remember my one time my grandpa, my Lolo, said we were gonna have chicken adobo for dinner. Then we're gonna have chicken adobo for dinner, Michael. I was like, okay. And I just remember this chicken running across the living room, and his chick like this chicken head was like cut off, so it was like bleeding on his neck, bleeding on his neck. So I tackled it because it was my chicken. It was my dinner. And I wrestled with it. And I won, because I'm I'm a bigger dude. <laughs> and the chicken was the loser, so I was the winner. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Right? <laughs> Um, that's where that pun came from. Uh, and then <laughs> my Lolo said, chicken adobo that bitch. That's what he said. And <laughs> I just find it very like, you know, amusing that we can go to KFC without having to like go through like wrestling a chicken. Like, you know, so I just like, everyone's a winner when their dinner is their chicken. When their chicken is their dinner. Hashtag finger licking good. Shout out to the Colonel. <laughs> Popeyes or KFC? Popeyes. Popeyes. Everyone says Popeyes. I don't have a shout out for Popeyes. Um, <laughs> but yeah, every time, you know, I kind of like lost roots a bit because I live here now, so I'm kind of used to eating chickens that I haven't wrestled with. Um, but I still find it amazing that you can go to KFC. Like, I've gone away from my roots, but it's maybe a good thing. Like. I can get a family-sized bucket of chicken at Popeyes, and I don't have to have a family. You know, that's that's so cool. Um, but yeah, every time we go back to the Philippines, I visit my grandparents. We go back to the farm. We go back to the house, and we cook and cook and cook, and we just like it's everything's fucking the same. There's like a chicken running across the living room, so I tackled it this time, this past December. Thank you and. Everything was fucking the same. It was bleeding from his neck. 
because I tackled it and it was my dinner, right? And the chicken, chicken ran off this time. You know, you win some, you lose some. So we just went to the nearest KFC down the street um, and got a family-sized bucket of chicken. Hashtag gentrification, right? Gentrification. Um, yeah, fuck, fuck you, said the rooster. Uh, thank you, guys. And we're back with NPR's Cooking Hour. I remember what I was thinking. You are talking about Ted Bundy. I didn't know Ted Bundy was putting up Cosby numbers. That's amazing. Make some noise for Rob. Alan Coffin, stop it. If you think they're gonna make a profit, don't see my ones, don't see my guns. Get it? Now tell your friends, Papa, hit it, uh. then split it in two. A little bit off the henny, so let's see how this goes. All right. So I grew up in the South, right? I'm from uh, Memphis, Tennessee. It's a Bible Belt area, you know. I used to hate the the saying they have, uh, what would Jesus do? You know, I didn't, that didn't seem fair to me. You know what I mean? You know, Jesus, he could do a bunch of shit that I couldn't do, right? He, he raised a crackhead from the dead, right? He fucking, he fed hundreds of people with, like, what, two tacos and a churro, or was it, like, two ham hocks and some cornbread or some shit like that. I don't know the story. I, I ain't read the book in a while. It's just, you know, he did a bunch of shit I can do. Like, he could walk on water. You know what I mean? Like, nigga, I, I can't swim. You know what I mean? Like, he fucking doing the hammer dance across the fucking lake, and I'm fucking <laughs> sinking with a floaties on. The shit is crazy. I'm sure that shit I did that, that he never did. You know what I mean? He probably never ATM'd a chick. You know what I mean? Y'all seem, y'all don't know what I'm talking about. You're not porn enthusiast like me. No. No. Ass to mouth. He ne Jesus never pulled his dick out of a girl's ass. Wait, no. Jesus never pulled <laughs> Jesus never pulled his uncircumcised dick out of a girl's ass and put it directly in her mouth. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. Where was I going with that? Yeah. We never did that. You know, my pastor never brought that up. There was nowhere in the scriptures about him getting an, an anal-flavored blowjob. You know what I mean? It's the same as a regular blowjob, except you have, like, a look of disgust across your face as she's doing it. <laughs> hey, I am never kissing you again. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's just crazy. What else? What else do I have? Uh, I've never made a girl laugh at this joke. Let's see how it goes. I never... So, like, I never understood, like, you know, the suicide bombers, they say they do it for the 72 virgins. And I, and I never understood why, because I was like, you know, after, after, you, after you do that and then you go up there and you do what you're going to do with the virgins, like, who's doing the laundry? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's... <laughs> See, no girls ever laugh at that joke. You know what I mean? <laughs> All right, let me see what I got here. Uh... So social media is weird to me, right? Weird to you at all? A little bit? I don't know. I mean, I feel like if it was real life, you know, nobody would really go for it. It wouldn't be allowed. You know, like, let's say you were going to the coffee shop, right? You turn around and see my big black ass. Hey, what are you doing? I'm following you. <laughs> you follow me to get coffee? I like when you get coffee. I like when you get coffee so much that I shared it with all my friends. <laughs> all, your, all, my, all your friends, you know all these motherfuckers? 
No, not really. That's not what's important. What's important is that I shared it with my friends and they shared it with their friends and they shared it with their friends and now you getting coffee is spreading around the world like a virus. <laughs> I don't know, that might sound like a good way to connect with your loved ones and your friends. That sounds like the start of a Terminator movie to me, nigga. <laughs> I don't know, you know what I mean? It's all fun and games until your toaster snatches your chain. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't wanna, it's, it's too serious. I don't know. What else? He brought me up pretty quick. I signed up and I was like, oh, I'm next. Oh shit, nigga, all right, let's get on it. You know what I mean? Like that shit was crazy. Uh, what else? I got anything else? Let me see. Um, I think not. All right, thank you guys. You're nervous about 72 virgins, but Middle Easterners are real comfortable with the Red Sea. It's not a problem. It's not an issue. Well, everyone's leaving and I was going to do crowd work. It's oh, so hard. I was specifically so, going to do crowd work it's tonight so disrespectful. and they all walked out the door. I'm oh like, my, oh, oh man. my God. Well, I was uh, specifically gonna. I wasn't gonna do any material. I was only gonna do crowd work. All right, let's give it a minute, and I'll introduce your next comic, Cole Chapman. Now let me do crowd work. Hey, how about that? With with whoever is or you came back. Thanks, man. You should have said Pam, but all right, I'll take it. <laughs> No, she's coming up after me. She's going to do crowd work. Probably, are you going to do some crowd work with Casey? Uh, hell yeah, that's what I'm talking about. What's going on, man? That was, that was, some, that was some crazy shit you were talking about, man. <laughs> that, was like, that, was a, that was a wild journey. Does anybody uh, tell you you look like your name would be Zeus? I feel like I just assumed. <laughs> anybody else? I like forgot your name. I was like, that's probably... <laughs> Something crazy. It's like Jimmy Butler's carpenter brother. You know what I mean? <laughs> Just plopped in here talking about Jesus fucking people in the ass. It's like, all right, man. <laughs> I've done comedy all week. Then I come back to an open mic. I'm like, hell yeah. This is what I'm talking about, baby. On the radio. Love it. I love this shit. I don't know, man. I'm a, you're talking about social media, dude. I, I work on social media, man. That's my job. It's crazy. Yeah, it's it's a it's a weird weird place right especially I, so I do it for like a newspaper so it's like i'm kind of like uh like that bummer you see like when you know when you're scrolling by and everything's great and then you're like oh like that's me <laughs> you know what i mean that's like I, what i get paid to do it it's weird you know because you'd be going down your whole timeline right and you're like yay jillian got a dog woo you're like ooh, katie got a promotion all right and then it's like 17 people dead in a factory fire you're like whoa what the fuck 600 likes? What, did it, what the fuck? Who's the... Stacy got a new apartment. Yay! Jessica's going to college. All right. This man got a mosquito bite. He thought he was fine. And then his family died. You're like, whoa. <laughs> like, what the fuck are these news stories? I don't know. It's weird. I do... Uh, that is it is my job. It's a... It's an odd thing. I don't know. I, I don't know. Uh, do do you like the news? Do you read the news, man? Like how like how much? Be honest. Because I, I, here's my thing. I don't think anybody actually reads the news. That's am I crazy? Who here actually reads the news? You listen to the news, so you don't read the news. You read the news. What do you read? 
read it and listen. How often do you read it? Uh, What's the last story you read? Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> no one reads the news, goddammit. It's fucking, it's crazy that everybody gets mad at me like, the media's not covering the real shit. I'm like, you're not reading the real shit, motherfucker. Look, hey, we, we would love to fucking write all about this Jeffrey Epstein shit if you motherfuckers would read it, goddammit. No one does. <laughs> Everyone's like, you gotta follow the story. You hear this about Israel? I'm like, yeah, but the fucking Kim Kardashian popping champagne on her butt got like six billion more views, so I'm sorry. That's what we're going with today front page that's how this works dummy we're like look we if only if only people were like as honest as they pretend to be it fucking drives me crazy the like the news is falling apart i'm like listen buddy it's a subscription service there's only one way this works it's if you like it and you give us money so we can do it you know what i mean why are these ads everywhere because it's, it's free dipshit that's how it works i'm getting mad all right <laughs> It's just weird. My brother fucking talked my ear off. He's like, the media is the problem. And then I asked him the same question. I was like, what do you read? He's like, oh, I'm just watching TV news. I was like, listen, man. Okay, you can't say something's the problem than support it. Okay, let's move on. Uh, um, fun stuff. I don't know. It's been a weird week in news. Maybe you heard about it, eh? Old Matthew Quirk gave you the update and he left. R.I.P., man. R.I.P. I don't know. Waka waka. Um... I don't know, dude. It's first time, first time doing this all week, bumming out. You ever get depressed, dude? A little bit. Isn't it weird how like <laughs> I feel like everybody here depression, 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 anxiety for Vishal. I could see that. I could see that. You're too like, hey, how's it going? For like depression, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> And it's still, it's still wild that we're, despite all this, we're still like, let me talk about my dad. Like, I don't, something I'll never understand. Anyways, guys, please stick around for Pam Benjamin. Yeah! Bro, I loved you in the Phantom Toll booth. You were amazing. Cole said he hasn't done comedy all week, and I saw you at OMG, and it's true. He's not lying. That's <laughs> true. Oh, my God. No, honestly, you're like if Neil Brennan didn't make that money. Make some noise for Pam! I'm sorry, I was so selfish I made you all come back only because I want to do crowd work tonight. But it's it's completely selfish. I'm wearing, today I'm wearing my Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle sweater because global warming is real and it got cold and this is uh, kryptonite for men between the ages of 30 and 45. This makes me so hot. I don't have to wear makeup. Guys are like, what, master splitter? And I'm like, no, it's Raphael. Ah, what, sides, those are sides. Anyway, so I'm singing karaoke tonight at Bender's, but this is what I, I want to ask. What song do you think I should sing for karaoke? Do you guys have any suggestions? Do you have any karaoke go-tos that are specific? Casey, you're, real, you're a real big karaoke fan? I wouldn't have guessed this. I wouldn't have guessed this. You love to listen or you love to do it? You love to watch because you love to. Uh, okay, no, he's a coward. That's fine. So you don't have a song that you like have always wanted to sing. Oh yeah. What do you want to sing? Van Halen, jump. 
Oh, that's a really hard one. That's a really hard one because he's got that falsetto the whole time and it's actually Van Halen, not Van Hagar. Now, Van Hagar is much easier to sing because he sings everything in the key of C. He's very much like Journey, but I'm not allowed to sing Journey at Benders because it's a no Journey zone. So like all of my, seriously, as they put up a sign every last Friday, this is an ad for Benders right now, tonight after the Pam Tassis Comedy Clubhouse, there's karaoke at Benders last Friday of the month. Anyways, they have a no Journey sign and Journey's my real go-to because it's key of C and I can sing that. So, I can't. So, what? What? What was your like? Jump? Can't? I can't. I can't. I can't do a falsetto. I can't do a head voice. Does anyone else have any suggestions for me? Yeah, cool. Uh, Burn by Usher. <laughs> I I don't really know any Usher. Is is that? Is he? <laughs> can I can I karaoke roulette it? Is it a song like where? Is it like a Lady Gaga song that if you put it on, like I know it in the core of my being. Like I've heard it a billion times, and even though I have no idea what it is, I'll be like doing the dance and be like. Oh, no, no, I'm 22, but I look like I'm 57, I'm 22, Usher. How old is that guy? He's like the Dick Clark of black people. Is there, <laughs> right, he's like the youngest. <laughs> he never ages. What's your karaoke go-to? What does that mean? I'm sorry. I was playing it in the fills too, right? Could you imagine me? But I'm like, whoa. That actually would be very funny, wouldn't it? Like, and then just reading. I'm good at reading, so I can do that. That's, I can do that and read the. I don't. I don't really know. That's a good idea, though. I usually Duran Duran. Yes, Mike Evans Jr. Yes. Interesting. My humps, my humps, my lovely lady lumps. Get around. Okay, so I can actually sing Fergie. I usually sing Fergie's Big Big Girls Don't Cry. That's like my, that's sort of my go-to if I'm feeling like I really want to croon and I sing. And uh, but also because I like the video, that guy was hot or whatever. Oh, this is a segue I want to talk about. I figured out my next tattoo. I'm going to get a huge portrait on my arm of Martha Stewart. Like in one of those like rings of flowers or like a cranberry topiary. Like it's a ring of cranberry topiary and she's in the center looking all young and beautiful. Oh, you came back. Matthew Quirk, what should I sing for karaoke tonight? Oh, did you forget your escape? That's what he just said. No, I would sing Van Hagar. My favorite Van Halen. Yeah, but Van Hagar is better because Oh You Wait When Two was an amazing album and it was one of the first things I ever had. And there's a great song in it where I learned about tampons. I don't know if you guys know the song where he's, um, some kind of alien comes from the opening. You simply pull the string, love comes walking in. It's the tampon song. Did you not all know that? Did you not go to junior high? Am I too old? Am I like illuminating all the children's minds? Like this, this is when we were in junior high, we talked about Van Hagar. Oh, that's my horn, beaky beaky. So uh, what I got tonight is, I don't know what I'm gonna sing tonight. I was really hoping that I would get it. Like a, I'm, I'm, uh, <laughs> What's that song? Just gonna give it to you. Is that the Usher song? As a person who runs a radio station, I listen to very little music. I, oh, I'm not that talented. <laughs> I can't. I, I might sing some Duran Duran. Thank you guys so much for your suggestions and coming back in and listening. Yay! Her crowd work was literally making the crowd work out her set. <laughs> Make some noise for Jason King! Yeah, how's it going? Is this on? This is on. Hey, awesome. Uh, so when I think about celebrities getting canceled, uh, particularly Michael Jackson, the people I feel the worst for 
are the impersonators. Because they have to learn a whole new skill. Like imagine like you're an impersonator. It's like, oh, I've imitated Michael Jackson so accurately for so, wrong, for so long. It took me 12 years to learn how to moonwalk. I don't want to blow a kid. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Probably works for other ce celebrities too, you know? It's like, my Bill Cosby impression is so good, but I have no place to get the roofies. <laughs> okay. The way I originally wrote that was, where can I find a kid to blow me? What do we think about that one versus this one? How do we feel? We'll talk about it later. It's all good. <laughs> like, like the second one? Okay. All right, cool. Someone talked about this earlier, recently, uh, not recently, a few months ago, there was a video of a woman who uh, got attacked by a jaguar. I think it's wild how there's never anyone to tell these people not to do the dumb thing that they're doing, but plenty of people who are like, this is about to be great. <laughs> uh, when they asked the zookeeper why there weren't any signs, he's like, there are adequate signs to have any more signs would be to interfere with nature. And I agree. We shouldn't interfere with nature. We should let natural selection take its course. <laughs> if you don't know that you shouldn't take a picture with a 400 pound beast that moves 40 miles an hour, we don't need you. <laughs> and you know, there, and there are actually a lot of other signs out there that we don't need. For example, running by the pool. No running by the pool. Never have I seen a pool of water and thought sprint. <laughs> If you don't know that you shouldn't run across a wet surface, we don't need you. <laughs> Another example, content hot warnings on Starbucks hot chocolate, okay? Maybe somehow you forgot after every day that coffee's hot. I'll give you that one. But hot chocolate? Hot's in the word. Not only that, you had to say hot to order the hot chocolate. If you don't know that a hot chocolate is hot, we don't need you. <laughs> Another thing, <laughs> on baby's clothing, it says, please remove baby before washing, okay? If you're a baby and you're in a washing machine, you don't know you need to get the fuck out. <laughs> we don't need you. That's a dumb baby. <laughs> okay, those are the two things I wanted to work on. Uh, I'm going to try some new stuff that has not been written yet, so let's try it. Um, so... <laughs> I I recently almost got canceled for doing blackface. <laughs> um, and I was thinking about, you know, what it would be like to be canceled. And I was thinking about Louis C.K., you know? What it'd be like to be in his head. It's like, oh, I can't do comedy. You know, my friends don't want to see me. You know, I might as well just jack off. <laughs> Phone call comes in. He's like, ooh, someone's calling. <laughs> What are you doing, Louie? Ah, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, okay, cool. All right, the beginning is good. Um, I was on Facebook recently, and I was going back to some old videos, and there was a video of a yoga mom who does a backflip into a handstand, and she breastfeeds her kid. Right? It's very cool, but a very interesting way to fuck up a kid. Because imagine that kid's like on the subway someday, they're like some performers, they're doing a backflip, and all of a sudden he's like, ah, oh, I'm so thirsty. 
<laughs> Maybe he becomes like a judge for like America's Best Dance Crew. Like people are like, oh, I'm amazed. I'm amazed. And this kid's like, I'm parched. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, that's a minute left. Um, one thing about moving to SF, I've noticed that a lot of white people are a lot more conscious of their whiteness. They acknowledge it a lot more. You know, my white friends here, they, they insult themselves. You know, they'll say things like, dude, I'm so white. And I don't like it. White people shouldn't insult themselves, because that's my job, <laughs> all right? White people insulting themselves is literally cultural appropriation. Yeah, okay, cool, nice, all right, thank you, see ya. Would you rather get run over by a Jaguar or mauled by an actual Jaguar? I just want to point out Jason King just made his debut on the Punchline stage, chosen by a white lady. Nice work. Apparently she likes clean-cut Negroes. That's fine. Well, it's because he's, he's hot chocolate. That's what we're going to have to start calling him. You're hot, hot chocolate, and chocolate. I'm not bitter. Um, I will say this. You, you made me think, like, I would really love to see the Rockettes in blackface doing the Can Can Cancel. That would be beautiful. This has been a mic. Go fuck yourself. Pay mutiny or whatever. Apply to the festival. Kill yourself. I love you. Yeah, I know. Might say been there, done that like Drake. Through hard work, I earned a vote. Promise God to never look back or I turn to soul. Got nice watches, nice cars, nice bitches. We're not just motorcycle lawyers. We're part of the riding community. Law Tigers watches over riders. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, we'll help you get your motorcycle repaired or replaced and assist you with your damaged gear, too. We're by your side every step of the way. With the Law Tigers, you never ride alone. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, call 1-800-LAW-TIGERS or visit us on the web at lawtigers.com. The Law Tigers. California's motorcycle lawyer. Victor Terrace, Harris Law Firm, LLP. 180 Promenade Circle, Suite 300, Sacramento, California, 95834.
I was just leaving the theater. Convertible. 1969 gold Cadillac with a white interior. Oh, and, and I started to do some thinking. Around in it on the freeway, and I'm having a really, really good time. Flat black glass. Smoking big spliffs and cruising. Saturday noon to two. On the freeway. Good to see I am a total fraud. Lori Stanley's voice is absolutely right. I am petty, rebellious, and adolescent. And I will cut the shit. Henry! Yeah, Charlie here. Yeah. I have a report here, Henry, from your uh, from your chief nurse, Major O'Houlihan. She makes some accusations, Henry. I, I find pretty hard to believe. Uh, the dude minds, man. Let's watch full-length movie on YouTube with Michael Spiegelman. I'm Michael Spiegelman. I'm Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie on... YouTube. We watch the best movies that... uh, Aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by Uh, Here's his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch Nine months ago, a small hand-wrought baton began a journey in John O'Groats, Scotland, packed tenderly into the crusty saddlebags of some adventuress next to her underwear and can opener. At present, the thing is several time zones away, but on its way to San Francisco next month, Friday, October 4th, we will be celebrating its arrival with a party at Moto Guild on Treasure Island. Join us in welcoming the baton and her bearers, the Women's Riders World Relay, to Northern California, making its way back to Europe via everywhere from the furthest reaches of six continents, Europe, the Middle East, Asia, Oceania, and on its way across North and South America, igniting a global sisterhood of inspirational women to promote courage, adventure, unity, and passion for biking. There'll be music, food, entertainment, neat bikes to look at, stories to swap, art to ogle, purchase, and people to meet. Everyone is, of course, invited to bring the whole family. Admission is free, but bring a few bucks for food, bevies, a raffle, and cool stuff from vendors. On Friday, October 4th, San Francisco will be celebrating the arrival of the Baton in California at Moto Guild on Treasure Island from 6.30 to 9.30 p.m. Come celebrate your love of the motorcycle and the women who ride them. For more information on the party and other awesome motorcycle-related tidbits, join the Dames Don't Care Motorcycle Collective on Facebook. For lots of info on the relay, visit womenridersworldrelay.com. Hope to see you there at Moto Guild on Friday, October Fourth with Dames Don't Care. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be like in front of an audience, like other than like squirrels, dogs, and dead peasants? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've given it a thought of two. You know, if you go to Joke Workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? 
I can get people to listen to my jokes. And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! <laughs> Hungry for a burger? Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counter Offer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counter Offer's menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, Counter Offer serves specials off the Taco Bell menu, only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. Counter Offer uses only fresh ingredients and never store-bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. Counter Offer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counter Offer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Van S. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counter Offer, baby. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk, MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Subliminal SF visual and auditory mind control brings you the best coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at Subliminal SF dot myshopify.com that's subliminal sf dot myshopify.com and experience subliminal sf for me five dollars every friday
Law Tigers. We fight for motorcyclists. We're not just motorcycle lawyers. We're part of the riding community. Law Tigers watches over riders. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, we'll help you get your motorcycle repaired or replaced and assist you with your damaged gear, too. We're by your side every step of the way. With the Law Tigers, you never ride alone. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, call 1-800-LAW-TIGERS or visit us on the web at lawtigers.com. The Law Tigers, California's motorcycle lawyer. Victor Davis, Harris Law Firm, LLP, 180 Permanent Circle, Suite 300, Sacramento, California, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm for Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube. We watch the best movies that, uh, aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by uh, Here's you. his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch
Nine months ago, a small hand-wrought baton began a journey in John O'Groats, Scotland, packed tenderly into the crusty saddlebags of some adventurous next to her underwear and can opener. At present, the thing is several time zones away, but on its way to San Francisco next month, Friday, October 4th, we will be celebrating its arrival with a party at Moto Guild on Treasure Island. Join us in welcoming the baton and her bearers, the Women's Riders World Relay to Northern California, making its way back to Europe via everywhere from the furthest reaches of six continents, Europe, the Middle East, Asia, Oceania, and on its way across North and South America, igniting a global sisterhood of inspirational women to promote courage, adventure, unity, and passion for biking. There'll be music, food, entertainment, neat bikes to look at, stories to swap, art to ogle, purchase, and people to meet. Everyone is, of course, invited to bring the whole family Family admission is free, but bring a few bucks for food, bevies, a raffle, and cool stuff from vendors. On Friday, October 4th, San Francisco will be celebrating the arrival of the Baton in California at Moto Guild on Treasure Island from 6.30 to 9.30 p.m. Come celebrate your love of the motorcycle and the women who ride them. For more information on the party and other awesome motorcycle-related tidbits, join the Dames Don't Care Motorcycle Collective on Facebook for lots of information. Info on the relay, visit womenridersworldrelay.com. Hope to see you there at Moto Guild on Friday, October 4th with Dames Don't Care. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be like in front of an audience? Like other than like squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've given it a thought of two. You know, if you go to Joke Workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! <laughs> Hungry for a burger? Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counter Offer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counter Offer's menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, Counter Offer serves specials off the Taco Bell menu, only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. Counter Offer uses only fresh ingredients and never store-bought shit. 
special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. Counter Offer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counter Offer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Van S. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counter Offer, baby. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk, MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Subliminal SF visual and auditory mind control brings you the best coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at Subliminal SF dot myshopify.com that's subliminal sf dot myshopify.com and experience subliminal sf Law Tigers, we fight for motorcyclists. We're not just motorcycle lawyers, we're part of the riding community. Law Tigers watches over riders. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, we'll help you get your motorcycle repaired or replaced and assist you with your damaged gear too. We're by your side every step of the way. With the Law Tigers, you never ride alone. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, call 1-800-LAW-TIGERS or visit us on the web at lawtigers.com. The Law Tigers, California's motorcycle lawyer. Victor Davis, Harris Law Firm, LLP, 180 Permanent Circle, Suite 300, Sacramento, California, 95834. San Francisco Mutiny Radio San Francisco Mutiny Radio Listen to live streaming radio Or download a podcast And you can listen on the go Listen to live streaming radio Or download a podcast And you can listen on the go San Francisco Mutiny Radio San Francisco Mutiny Radio MutinyRadio.fm Why not make a donation? MutinyRadio.fm Streaming live the station MutinyRadio.fm District of the Mission MutinyRadio.fm MutinyRadio.fm Listen to download a podcast and you can listen on the go. Say- 
mutinyradio.fm. Hit the donate button, stream them live, download a podcast, have some fun! Apply now for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2020 coming up March 1st through 7th, 2020. But you can apply now through November 30th. 50 shows in seven days, over 50 comics from all around the U.S., and you could be one of them. Go to the Mutiny Radio website, www.mutinyradio.fm. Click the Apply button. Pay that 20 bucks. Donate to Mutiny Radio and apply with your five-minute video to the Mutiny Radio 5th Annual Comedy Festival coming up March 1st through 7th, 2020. Submissions close November 30th. Get those submissions in now. I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie on... YouTube. We watch the best movies that... uh, Aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by Uh, Here's his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch Nine months ago, a small hand-wrought baton began a journey in John O'Groats, Scotland, packed tenderly into the crusty saddlebags of some adventuress next to her underwear and can opener. At present, the thing is several time zones away, but on its way to San Francisco next month, Friday, October 4th, we will be celebrating its arrival with a party at Moto Guild on Treasure Island. Join us in welcoming the baton and her bearers, the Women's Riders World Relay, to Northern California, making its way back to Europe via everywhere from the furthest reaches of six continents, Europe, the Middle East, Asia, Oceania, and on its way across North and South America, igniting a global sisterhood of inspirational women to promote courage, adventure, unity, and passion for biking. There'll be music, food, entertainment, neat bikes to look at, stories to swap, art to ogle, purchase, and people to meet. Everyone is, of course, invited to bring the whole family Family admission is free, but bring a few bucks for food, bevies, a raffle, and cool stuff from vendors. On Friday, October 4th, San Francisco will be celebrating the arrival of the Baton in California at Moto Guild on Treasure Island from 6.30 to 9.30 p.m. Come celebrate your love of the motorcycle and the women who ride them. For more information on the party and other awesome motorcycle-related tidbits, join the Dames Don't Care Motorcycle Collective on Facebook for lots of information. Info on the relay, visit womenridersworldrelay.com. Hope to see you there at Moto Guild on Friday, October 4th with Dames Don't Care. Oh, 
Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Well, shoot. From time to time, I've given it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! <laughs> Hungry for a burger? Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger